0: Welcome to the Sacred Collective, where we have honest conversation and no judgment. Discuss theology and current events in an open and thoughtful setting. Say things you are too afraid to say in church. We welcome your beliefs, we welcome your ideas. Join us. Find us out on Facebook at Sacred Collective Twin Cities. Enjoy. And we're going. Welcome to the Sacred Collective. This is the second time recording. Uh, It's March 22nd, we're just going to do our roll call. Um, My name is Brian, and I guess my, I don't know, religious background, if I could say there, spiritual background, um, I like to classify myself because it makes sense to me as a mystical agnostic, because I like the mysticism part of faith and God, Um, I kind of see more, I feel more of God in... When I take a walk in nature, when I'm out with my family, just, you know, the blue sky, the green grass, things growing, um, all that. And then agnostic meaning, not that I don't believe in God, but I don't think God's definable in whatever God is. So I don't think we as finite people can understand the infinite. So that's where I'm at, and I'm okay with it. Um, This is Eric. I am
1: from a, grew up in a Baptist Baptist General Conference Church. Um, really kind of started questioning things for myself in high school and college. and uh, I guess where I'm at now is kind of really in a state of fluid restructuring of, of my beliefs. Not really holding on anything super tightly, but allowing for new ideas and kind of constantly rearranging how things how things fit in my belief structure.
2: Um, I'm Kayleen, and I grew up Lutheran. I um, was a chaplain at one point, and so I just go where everybody else In terms of the people that I hang out with, in terms of what I believe, uh, you know, I'm the person who's kind of like, mm, I'm going to go with wherever everybody else is and try to help them in their spiritual walk, whatever that looks like. Or just talk to
3: them, listen to them, see where they're at, so... I'm uh, Joshua, um, I'm like a spiritually leaning Christian atheist, I think is the most apt way to put it, um, went to seminary, I'm ordained, um, was raised Catholic, but became evangelical when I was a teenager, which is, that's a bizarre conversion. <laughs> <laughs> was it at an, at an altar call? no. I was like I sought it out. I was like, these people seem cool. Oh <laughs> man, you
1: them. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I
3: was like, these guys know what's up. They know what's going on. They're not wearing weird vestments. This guy's wearing
4: jeans. He's got a belt on. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: well, that was bizarre. Uh I'm Caleb and um my beliefs change week to week, day to day. Um Right now, I'm a little bit more atheist than I am agnostic. Uh, I think God is love. I, I I believe in God, but I believe more in the church. And I believe that we, sh- we experience God and we show God to each other through loving each other and through loving people and, you know, kind of humanist sort of stance and... and I think that uh, really living out Christianity is just not caring about uh, your standing with God, but serving the people around you.
5: I'm Angela. Um, I grew up strict Missouri Synod Lutheran. Um, In my teens, I also discovered evangelicalism. (laughs) Um, Was that for a really long time? I worked at a Christian nightclub, if that means anything to anyone. Um, and in my late 20s, um, I happily adopted atheism, and that's where I'm at now.
6: My name is Amanda, uh, and if you hear any random little baby sounds, don't worry, you're not hearing things. We just have our little baby joining us, Baby's First Podcast. Um, hey! Yay. Yay. I grew up in the middle of South Dakota, so small town, conservative Um, And the Assemblies of God, also very conservative. And I think probably since college, when I moved out of South Dakota, starting to kind of branch out and study the things that I learned to see, do I still believe that? Do I believe something different or not at all? So I still have some conservative views in some things. Part of it might be, because I've sought it out and that's what I believe or it's still just, you know, kind of ingrained in me from growing up. But uh, some things with more uh, liberal leanings. Mm.
5: My name is Jay. Uh, I've pastored uh, a church for over 20 years now. Um, constantly evolving in my belief system and changing and it's complicated.
4: What's that, David? What's
5: that,
0: Well, Caleb, I think uh, you have the floor kind of leading this week, so what are we talking about? So,
4: this week we're going to talk about atheism, which is a really broad topic and really hard to define. It means something different, I think, to everybody, Um, and I want to approach it as how it relates to everybody, because I think there's an element of atheism in everyone, or at least of agnosticism in everyone, and... um, My first point was, to define atheism, you have to first define God. Because I think that you can have disbelief in God, but in order to have atheism as it's defined, it has to be a reaction. It has to be saying, I reject this particular God, yeah. Who's, who said a god defined as a god confined?
5: Ooh.
3: I don't know who said that. Well, I good. didn't say it. <laughs> that's quotable. I wish, but yeah, but that. Well, was, I believe that
5: was yeah. Joshua David Bow who said that. <laughs> <No>. oh. Wink. <laughs> and then.
0: Anonymous. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, what's our concept of God?
4: Yeah, like I guess, kind of. Um, is it possible to be an atheist? Uh, reacting against a certain God, but then having an open mind towards another concept of God. Like you brought up, we were talking privately, Brian, and, and you said, I'm an atheist to the evangelical God. Is a paraphrase, but I think that's how you said it.
0: Maybe, guess, can yeah. you
4: word that better, maybe? Well,
0: because you interviewed me for your podcast, and I had said, for me, atheism is a broad, a broad word, broad meaning for different people. And I just, for me and the research I've done, you know, the authors like Nietzsche and Hawk or not Hawkins, Dawkins and Hitchens, and a lot of these other people who I know are big time atheists. Like, when I read them and the other people that I know who are atheists, it seems to me that they reject an idea and a concept of a God that they were given or shown, whether growing up, in school, wherever, in church. Maybe they rage against that. Yeah. And so what I was saying when you asked me that is I believe I believe in atheism in a small A. Like we need to be atheistic against certain things, like maybe certain toxic forms of Christianity uh-huh. or God or Jesus. But I don't know if to me, for me personally, if that's a capital A atheist. Yeah. So I think we're all, I agree with you, I think we're all atheists in a way, yeah. but broadly speaking... Like if you don't believe in Allah... Like,
4: then you could say that you're in A- or not well, in they, they would, they don't Thor or whatever yeah know?
3: exactly <laughs> what's that Richard Dawkins always says like I don't, I don't believe, do. believe in these 3,498 gods yeah he's like I just go one further than you you know, mm-hmm. like,
4: you uh, know like, mm, you yeah know? or I don't believe in Santa Claus yeah, yeah he's
1: like I don't believe in fairies.
3: I'm an A- God Santa Claus
4: I think
1: bringing up Allah is an interesting point because I think that could be like a whole topic in and of itself because um, I mean I don't Read Arabic, but I've heard that like Arabic translations of the Bible, like if it's Allah, just the Arabic word for God. Yes, like, yes So God yes. is in the Bible in an Arabic translation. Yes. So it's hard to say that you don't believe in Allah true. because that's like very true. What what are you referring to when you say Allah? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that gets into a really complicated issue with like trying to define what atheism is because if I say I don't believe in God. Well, okay, now all of everyone that I know who's a Christian in my life is going to say, you know, we need, to, we need to talk. I'm concerned about you. Well, it's like, okay, well, what do I mean by God? Do I mean like a white dude with a big beard with a penis sitting on a cloud? Then, yes, I don't believe in that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. And if that makes me not a Christian, then... Whoever is putting that judgment on me by saying I'm not a Christian, the issue is with them. I think mm.
6: um,
1: defining God, I think, is sort of impossible. So then, I also think yeah. being an atheist is sort of impossible. But not being an atheist is also then sort of impossible. It's like yeah. yeah, and I think like what you were saying earlier, God is so undefinable that it's it's like dogs trying to understand the internet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
6: Yeah.
1: And so I don't I don't know. I think I believe that there is order. I believe oh. that there is, you know, more than just trying to live as long as you can by elbowing everyone else out. And so I think that if whatever that is if, if if we want to call it love and I I do think that I have a tattoo that says God is love and so I think that that's a pretty core belief of mine mm. but trying to define what that looks like is super hard mm. and I think once you start trying to define God and putting boundaries on it on God's self then, then you're already kind of doing the wrong thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that atheism is always, sometimes, or innately, potentially, a, a reaction to a specific God?
5: I'm going to say sometimes, but yeah. now, I, like, I think there's a lot of people who are just grew up that way. Yeah. I mean, my wife grew up that way, and her parents... Okay kind of grew I mean, they grew up Swiss, so kind of grew up that way. So you just, when you meet people from, like when I was in even in visiting Canada, I met somebody just there like, I never thought about believing in God or not. You know, so to me it was wow, like, yeah. you know.
3: It's a very like, American pastime. Yeah, it's yeah. not
5: even think about it. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very American. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, oh. mm-hmm. well, I yeah. suppose
6: it's probably not a whole lot <laughs> different than if someone grew up believing in God in the church, and their parents and their grandparents did, where you ask them, and they think, oh, I never thought about not believing mm-hmm. right, in a God. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen that, but, you know, I've seen people, too, who, you know, they believed in God, but then they had, you know, a set of, like, tragic events happen in their life, and then they say, after all this stuff has happened, I don't think I can believe that there is a God. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So yeah you find so yeah, it is something tough to define because you find people of all different backgrounds and circumstances that say that they are an atheist, but they they came to that in different ways
0: right, yeah and yeah. I think it's important that anyone who you know, says that they're an atheist. We have to take them for whatever their story, whatever their reasoning, sure, yeah, sure, whatever yeah. their thought, just because it's important with anybody's belief, whether it's religious or not religious. Mm-hmm. You know, to accept that view. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's a it's a term that's used
3: for me more for clarification than anything else. Like, I don't believe in like magical things or like yes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe in Greek myths, and no one gives you any Greek for like any grief for that. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't believe Hercules is a real dude. No <gasps> one's like what. what? <laughs> Unless I don't know, maybe they, maybe there's someone out there who's <laughs> like, no, oh, Hercules is my man. Um, but it's just a clarification. In, in a, I mean, what, America's 70 percent evangelical. That's right? it's 130 like that. citizens
6: around. Really? Right? That's crazy. The so largest
3: demographic in in our country, you know, is religious. And so, and I, I know I'm not that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to define yourself by saying what you're not versus what mm-hmm. you're for. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy to be against something. It's hard yeah. to be for it. Yeah. And so. I think what I did When my deconstruction Was try to find The truest form of the thing And the closer I got To the historical Jesus Or the first century Christianity A lot of what I had believed before Just seemed so hollow Mm. And just like unbelievable Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like I don't know if you said it either But like atheism That goes through the heart of Christianity Is like the truest form of belief It feels like a deeper form of fidelity Almost
4: I even even said that The philosopher, you yeah. know, Derrida said that, that uh, The true believer knows what it means to, to have gone fully through atheism And fully experienced it yeah. You know, you have to be completely faced with that In order to assert a belief in an intangible and undefinable being
3: Me and one of my buddies kind of went through forced deconstruction We both got divorced and had to like, figure out what it all meant for ourselves Because you get to a point in your life and you're like Oh, everyone's pretending and, and like, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone is just like, oh, I guess I'm doing this now. Um, and then you're like, well, if they don't have the answers, then why do I believe this guy? You know? And so you kind of figure out what to yourself. So, like, almost integrity almost leads you to, to the truest form of whatever it is you're looking for. Mm. And so when I was looking for that, like, first century Christianity was, like, my jam and, like, seminary mm-hmm. and grad school. And like I studied it for almost ten years. You know? And then... Like, my friends who are pastors usually don't want to talk about it because yeah. they're like, I don't want to know that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And it's, yeah. they know that they, they don't know it, but mm. they don't want to know it yeah. either. Yeah. You know? And so in that way, like, you could, you, could, you know, lob stones at them and say, like, well, you should look at this too and come to your own conclusion. But Bethel Seminary did a study, and I think we've talked about this before. Um, where when people come to seminary, usually it's because they can't read their Bible enough. Like, they want to be in church all the time. They just they want to know more about their faith. So when they get to seminary, so they'll pick up their faith. And as they learn, their faith tanks. But as they're there, usually they're also employed by a church. So when they leave, they have to go back and do their job. So, like, they are they just kind of pretend or go back to where they were when they started. And I, I know pastors, you know, who... I'm like, yeah, I don't believe in God, and I preach all the time. And I'm like, this is so bizarre to be, you know? But it's your, when your livelihood's
0: connected to it, it yeah, right. changes
2: it. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I I know that because when I went to Bethel, too, I know several of my classmates who I was in theology classes with who are atheists or aren't in the church because they didn't believe it. And I, what you were saying, Josh, is absolutely true. Where so many times people go into a seminary because they're like, "Oh, I want to get this MDiv or whatever degree." They're just interested. Yeah, and they're they, they, they want to get yeah. smart. They want to know stuff about the Bible. But then it feels like sometimes, in a way, the more and more you read about the Bible and the stories, you realize,
3: like, "Oh, a dude wrote this."
0: Yeah. Well, like, you, you realize like how sexist. You realize how violent. You know, all these things. And now you know, and you're reading the book in a historical context. You're not. You 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 can say that this is what it means to me, but you have to look at it in the context and all these things. And with me, I started deconstructing when I was in seminary because I was like, "Oh, all these pastors and professors, all through you know college and seminary, said this." But when I read the Bible, it didn't match up to it. And so I always just I was like, I've always loved Jesus, but I've always kind of the opposite of you, Caleb. Like I've always loved Jesus. I've always Hated the church. Well, no, I yeah. have.
3: What do you mean by opposite? Like I love Jesus. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, I love Jesus. No, bro. you love Jesus. Sorry, but no, like hey how Jesus. you were saying. But
0: well, how you Me saying? That you got deep, the church, bro. No, like how you said you love the church. Sorry, oh, I should have. Okay. Yeah, okay, but yeah. sounded just... bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> you love yeah. Jesus. I'm not trying to kick anybody under the bus. No, but like how you said, I'm saying I, I
4: believe, as in like actively involved in my
0: life Yeah God less.
4: Then I believe in the church
0: and, and the people. I, where I'm coming from is, I feel like like the church is important, but I feel like the church is effed up in so many ways that we, you know, understood our Bible wrong. We went to seminary, we just get it wrong, and so I, I've always had like that love affair with Jesus yeah. and like his teachings. But I think as the church, however we want to define the church, because that's another whole. And when I say podcast. the church, I mean the body. I mean the right. People. No, yeah, right. Yeah, but I I just have a problem with like the whole. Like, I even tell Amanda, like, when we go to church, I just don't get, like, revved up. Right. Like, when I go to, like, my normal home church, the Revolution, I get revved up. I do too, yeah. I do too, I do, I do. I do, I but, like that's, I but do. like, that's, like, community, that kind of smaller level. But when yeah. I go to a bigger church, I just. Find Gigi, it, I, find, I find it, it's hollow. Yeah. In so many ways. And I felt like the same thing in seminary, the more I mer- I immersed myself in scripture and theology and what scholars were saying. The more and more it just didn't make sense, and the more I was like, I don't know really what I believe. I just got confused after I got out of seminary. and all this debt, you know, all of this money, but I don't really know what I believe anymore. Yeah. So. It was Gandhi,
1: Gandhi said, "I I like your Jesus, but not your Christians." Right. Yeah, you know, I love. Like yeah, I think Jay,
4: you said that recently, didn't you? I may have. Yeah, but but quoting Gandhi. Well, yes. <laughs> and I think. No. On, I think. Gandhi is
1: quoting you. I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot to do with identity and people mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on both sides, like holding on to evangelicalism or Protestantism or Catholicism or whatever it is because they feel like it's their identity. That we were just talking about or before. people yeah. being an atheist because they're like, oh, I you know, these are my people. Like, mm-hmm. I identify with these people mm-hmm. or something. And I think. Um, growing up for me, atheist was like a like a bad word. Like, yeah, atheist means you hate Christians or like you. Like I remember when I was when I was young, being kind of like explained. Okay, a Christian means you believe in God and you're good. An atheist means you believe like you have faith that there is no God, and an agnostic is you don't know. And so it was like if someone's you're agnostic if someone's We're agnostic it's like okay well they're, they're like you know they need to be safe like they're on the fence. You can still win them for
5: the team. Yeah. And atheists you can still get them. Atheists
1: loves just like they're just Sex, bad Sex, violence, they believe, rock and roll They, they like have faith children. that there's no God. And I remember I remember, like, my dad and, like, people in the church being, like, you know, atheists have more faith than Christians because it takes a lot of faith to believe that there's I no God. that, too, I And just, like, and it took a long time for me to kind of shake that thought process mm-hmm. and be, like, okay, well, what does it really, like, what am I, what am I, what are my thoughts going to when I say I believe in God? And what is someone else, like... Kind of going back to what I was saying before, it's like, so big, and, like, saying someone is an atheist isn't, it's not like, oh, they're just, you know, take them out with the garbage, because they're, you know, beyond hope, like, they're worthless, and I think that something that I wish I would have had someone kind of explain to me when I was younger is, like, it's not, it, if someone's an atheist, that they're not, like, a lost cause, or, like, a black sheep, or, like, mm. like, if someone who's like a fundamentalist Christian they should be like not pushing the atheists away they should be like okay how can we be inclusive like what is an atheist thinking like what's their belief system what can we learn from them like what are like what can we learn from how they view us and so it's like I think that's something I wish I would have kind of heard more when I was younger and, and instead of spending you know decades just writing atheists off right And I think another thing is, like, it took me a long time to realize that my identity as a Christian is not, like, an inherent, innate identity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people who grew up in the church, it's just, like, I have the color of my skin, I have the name that my parents gave me, and I'm a Christian. Like, it's, like, these just core, innate, fundamental qualities. And that's not not what it is and something that kind of made me think about that is a lot over the past few years like I've really thinking of like I'm an American I can't change that and that doesn't necessarily mean I want other people in the world to just see me and say oh that's an American you know but that's an identity that I can't change but I didn't choose it and how how does identities that we have whether it's American or Christian a lot of times I don't if I would just meet someone from another country and I, you know, if they knew I was an American, I'd want to have some qualifiers to that. Like, okay, no, 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 I didn't vote for our president. Yeah. Or, no, 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 I don't have these, like, American <laughs> things. So, like, yeah. there's more to me than just American. Well, if you're and like, I think it's the same with feeling is same Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. And if, if you sit down with someone and be like, do you really think that women shouldn't teach men? And they're like,
3: no, oh, I yeah. did
1: not say that. So, it's like, <laughs> I can't change... That I'm an American. Right. I also can't change that I have, like, Christian beliefs, but I don't want people to just define me as those. It's like, I want to have, like, all these qualifiers on top of it. Right. And so, I think think that, I think that idea could be, I think, I see someone who says they're an atheist or an agnostic, I totally get it. It's like, you're trying to remove yourself from this identity. Mm. So, so our neighbors
3: are Muslim, and... They like they would feel the same way. They'd be like, "Oh, we're Muslim. Wait, 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 we're not that kind of you know what I mean." They, right. They want to qualify? Yeah. And they're they're darling neighbors. They're wonderful. Yeah. But I mean, they would. I mean, he's gone so far as to, like join the national guard and stuff. Because like, oh, wow. you know he's a young you know um, they're actually Afghani, um, but they're they're wonderful neighbors. And but they, every time that that like comes up, you know, or something, yeah. they're always like. 'Cause they they bought some beef jerky that was bourbon flavored and the mom was like, Get that out of the house you know? And so they brought it over here and I was like, I'll take it, I'm not gonna eat it, but I'll take it so your mom feels better Or like they bought a pizza and it had pepperoni on it and the mom was like, Get that out of my house at filthy pork, you know. And so I'm like where they dump it off, you know. Yeah.
6: Go over to the yeah. atheist house, they'll eat everything. Yeah. Anything. yeah.
3: yeah.
6: Nothing about atheist will or anything. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. <laughs> right. <laughs> most
4: atheists are vegan. I think. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if. I'll tell you.
5: If, if we need <laughs> like several times.
4: If we need like different terms for atheism as a worldview and atheism as like I don't know. It's, it's hard to put into words like a, a state of mind because like. Some days I'm an atheist, you know, but I wouldn't define myself as an atheist. Mm. And I wonder if, as an identity, it's, you know, that distinct from from being just in a in a place to where God's not real to you right then. I don't know if there's any, anywhere to go with that. Yeah, no, I think that's... I mean, I think that's a, you know,
1: a path worth exploring, because, like, if 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 we're, you know, like a really crude analogy, if it's like, if we are to God as an ant is to a human, like, there's there's no way there's no way an ant could comprehend what a human is. And it's so, like, there's no way we can comprehend the fullness of God. And so just by definition, that would make us an atheist.
3: The funny thing is, I wonder too, like, what if... If we met a, a deity that brought us into existence, if we'd just be terribly disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if we actually... It's like, if if God's the God of the Old Testament, I don't want that God. No. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. No. It, you mm-hmm. know? He's a that, dick. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean... <laughs> I think maybe we're we're talking it up too much. Her, him, it, whatever it is, yeah. we're talking it up too much. And we're like, because I mean, that kind of argument, like, how would we possibly comprehend it? Almost sounds like, well, what if there's just nothing, mm-hmm. and we're just making that up because we're
1: just terrified to be alone. Yeah. Be well, oh, I've I've gone through plenty a night of existential crisis. Oh yeah. Like nihilism. It's scary. David
3: Bazan went through this. He described it in a different podcast, and he said he would go through night terrors because he thought it wasn't affecting him, but his children. And he was worried that his children would go to hell because of his. And then he, he says this thing, he goes, wait a minute, this is how you get me? Fuck you. Like, through fear and intimidation, that's how you get me? For co- like, cosmic threat of, you know, retribution? No, he's like, if you overwhelm me with beauty or love, I could see that, but this, like... Holy terror, this is godlike. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I kind of like you were uh, we were said like this existential crisis or angst or nihilism. There's been many times, well, even when a man and I were coming home from the mall a couple, a couple months ago, I got like really just overcome with like emotion. And a man, of course, you know, I'm very loud and outgoing, and when I get very quiet. And introspective. It kind of freaks some people out sometimes. Why are you so quiet? <laughs> yeah, like, why are you so quiet? Are you that's okay? That's Well, and, and I was just like, I, I don't know if I believe in God right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, well, well, that's okay, and that's fine. I And it's awesome. My wife could say it's fine, but I can, I know a lot of people that would be like, well, why are you going to be in the church? Why are you going to do that? But I'm. it's very real to me where I have this, I, I feel like I have this connection with God But there's sometimes, even when I do pray, whether God can hear me or not, sometimes my prayers are like, God, I don't even know if you're real. I don't know if you exist, but I'm going to pray. If it helps, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I've also realized I might, when I die, whenever we are, because we're all going to die. That's one of the constants in life. You're born and you're going to die, as sad as it may sound. But there's times where I'm like, hey, I might go to heaven. There might be this awesome afterlife. Or I might just die and go into the ground. And none of no no Christian can say if that's true or not, because none of us have died and went to the other side. Right. And I think the people who say they have are just straight liars, you know, and selling some propaganda. But I think I think people should struggle and question and you know all these things. Mm-hmm. Well,
6: and I, I, I mean, think too. Where do you draw the line between? If you are, whether it's for like an extended period of time or not, between doubting in God or doubting that there is a God and being an atheist, because I feel like everyone goes through times in their life where they doubt, is there a God? Usually it's when something bad happens and you have nowhere else to go and you either need someone to blame or, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel so alone and wonder is there really a God? Because if there was, why do I feel like this? Which that's a whole nother thing there
2: too. It's usually what I found when I was working in the hospitals. That's when people would have their their crisis moments. That's mm-hmm. when. That's why I got called. <laughs> was because you know if somebody was dying or something bad happened. You know, one family I met, their their kid. I'm still sad about this. I still cry about this one. This one's... That one was a bad one. He had a heart transplant. They rejected the heart six days Mm -hmm. after he was born. They put him on ECMO, which is a heart-lung machine. And he died not that long after. And his dad was like, I don't believe in God. Why would God let this happen? Every time I walked in the door, he would run. And I just let him do it. I was like, you know what? You you run if you need to. I don't Mm -hmm. care. You don't want to be here when we pray. That's fine. I mean, because his... His mom wanted us to pray, and his wife, you know, like everybody else did, but he, like, took off. And, you know, I went to that room after that kid died, and I bawled my eyes out. The housekeeper thought I was crazy. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's times like that where you're just like, okay, God, where are you? What in the world? Why would you let this little kid die? Why? What's going on? And that's when, for a lot of people, I know to this day, that dad does not believe in God. I can guarantee you that that experience hardened him for the rest of his life. And then I wonder, I'm like, okay, so where is his dad? What is going on with him? What's happening with him? How does this affect his life? And there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I was there for him and his family. That's all I could do. But I don't know. That's where it hits for me when it comes to those kinds of things because all of my experiences with those types of ministries are with death because mm-hmm. that's what I did for a long time. And so... How do we reconcile those things? I don't know. It's hard. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say,
5: when I was still working at the Evangelical Club, I was doubting and eventually turned to atheism, but I found great peace with it Like all of my life. I felt like I had been pushed down by this thing and slowly I was like, oh, it's okay to be this way or it's okay to do this. And one of the major things that made me turn away from my faith was my brother coming out to me as gay. Um, He said I was one of the last people in the family to find out because I was so evangelical at the time. And he said he would get physically ill thinking about telling me. And my brother's, like, my best friend in the whole world. And hearing that and seeing him being so upset about it, I was, like... Like, you talk about having, like, a total mind fuck. Like, it's, you know, this thing that I was holding so dear. And here's one of my best friends in the whole world. And he couldn't tell me this really important thing about himself because Mm -hmm. I was in this. And, I mean, there were, like, tons of other factors about me losing my faith, but... We talk about, like, and I mean, as an atheist, I totally see why people still have faith. I I mean, if that lifts you up and gives you a reason to get out of bed, that's amazing. Like, I'm not going to be like, you sheeple. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell someone if they if that's really important to them. That's great. But at the same time, me waking up and not having that burden of beliefs or always someone else thinking to thinking up. that I was wrong or bad like everything like even when I was a Christian people are like you even have to like control your thoughts like mm-hmm. or you're lusting after that boy you control those thoughts or you're you know he basically committing adultery with him and like as a teenager when you're sitting in bed you're like oh boy I sure have a crush on this b- oh no no can't, yeah, I can't think that you know and like that makes you so wound up and tense like and then finally and it wasn't like an overnight thing of like well I'm an atheist bye and like all this like <laughs> stuff like I'm not tense anymore about it, it was a total and I mean still now when I think about stuff I'm like no no that's okay that you did that you know like it's okay that
1: you're talking about like lustful thoughts
5: yeah, I lost I over my husband all the time and it's like constantly being oh oh yeah and when I watch Law and Order Criminal it's like gosh uh, um, but it's, it's really freeing for me to be like I don't have that I guess burden on me anymore but I don't if someone still has faith I don't see it as a burden for them I just see it through my own lens of I am free of that. Yeah, free as a <laughs> And like, but if someone feels free, believing in the love of Jesus and doing that, that's great too. Mm-hmm. So,
3: well, I feel I would, like becoming like what I am now is extremely painful. Like losing God was like yes, you know, like losing it was family not member, easy. You know, it was very, at all very mm-hmm. difficult, and it mm-hmm. was like. Like, I, somebody else described it this way: It's like they were holding on to this branch in a river, really, really tight. I think it was one of the liturgists. But he talked. Wasn't about, that uh,
5: David like, Bazan? No.
3: He talked about like his hand got numb, and he just let go, and like it was freeing to just let go. Like he hmm. thought he was in this hmm. river, and then, you know, then he just had to float for a while, you know.
5: I That's think that, a perfect analogy. That's <laughs> really good. Idea. I <laughs> think people. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, just for my personal journey. That's well, for me, analogy. if I can be truthfully
0: transparent there's times where i feel for me it would just be easier not just to believe for whatever reason for why like i grew up you know i grew up in this time of god and very evangelical pentecostal i mean i remember and i said this to my family i remember growing up thinking i was never going to have sex because God was going to come back down and, you know, rescue his church and rapture the church. I remember living oh I church. Pr- I remember praying on the way to school because I lived right across the street from my elementary school. Walking across the street, praying as a little kid. And saying, God, please don't rapture us until I can get married and have sex. <laughs> I prayed that. And I and I mean, other things, too. I'm there sure was sure you times, weren't the only one. I, I mean, I came... No. My dad worked at a church, and he, it was like two or three blocks away. And there was one time when I was like 10 where the, all the electricity just went out. <laughs> oh, no. And I almost crapped my pants, and I ran to find my dad. And he knew... Because it happened in the whole like community, he knew I was going to freak out, and he was like, "You thought the rapture happened, didn't you?" Because he grew up Lutheran, and so I, why I rage so much against what I do is because I was so fault that I was such faulty, and I mean, really, what it was is just propaganda. It was propaganda saying you need to believe this. So sometimes, and I, for me, that's the same thing I was when I said like, "This is how you get me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why why I say to myself, and why like I, when I introduce myself more as like a mystical agnostic, a lot of times when I go into church, I don't feel this like oh, like this moment of like the beauty and the divine. But I get that, like when I saw my daughter being born, there was beauty in that. And I'm like, there is some sort of God. I don't know what God is, if it's a he or she, it, the ground of being, love. But I knew that there was something, but I don't get that always in church and I don't think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But there's and I don't think it's I don't think it's wrong if someone's like for you know, if someone's like like one of my favorite, you know, kind of people on the interwebs now is Science Mike and he's gotten under a lot of flack for being a Christian, then being an atheist for a while, and now kind of going back to Christianity. People are like, oh, you weren't really an atheist, and how dare you? And he's like, it's not a race. It's not like, yeah, you know. It's not a of who can be the best yeah, atheist. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, I just found in love more and more with God. And sometimes I'm just like, it's okay if I'm a Christian, and then for a season in my life, if I need to, to say, God, I don't believe in you, yeah. or I want to walk away sure. from this. And then maybe down the road I become a Christian again. And I'm not saying that I'm an atheist. But I'm not saying I'm going to be mad. I don't think my wife's going to be mad. There might be some people in my life that might get mad, but I don't think that. It, and it's like a lot of us at the table are saying it's very, it's very hard. But it's it's, it's really very hard, hard it's to walk really hard away from
3: culture it. to be able to find friends you can talk sure. about this kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because if you approach, um, like in the like clergy talk about it amongst themselves, like I like one. I was working at churches. Like those pastors would talk about it. But we'd be like, this is between us. You
6: know I mean?
3: <laughs> You're not seeing any of this the yeah. congregation because yeah. if Timmy's mom gets with of this, she's gonna beat me to death, you know. Um, but I think there, there's hard. It's hard to find places like that. Mm-hmm. So I have I have a good group of friends who like we'll, like we'll all talk about. We try to talk to each other. We're all over the country, but we try to talk on the phone like once every couple of weeks. Check in, see what's going on, and just like we've all been through this a lot of this together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you have, you know, you have a buddy, you have got to do that with, too. But, like, it's good to have someone else you can just talk to without being afraid yeah. of their position or, you know, what they would do with their livelihood. Because mm-hmm. I work for a Christian organization, but it's not, I don't deal with any of the faith stuff. I just deal with the, like, logistics. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, like, I don't, like, because I, I, I'm in meetings, and, like, my boss will pray before and after every meeting, which is, it's fine, but, like, they're part of a church organization where it's, like, some of the work we're doing is really important they don't care about that at all <laughs> like, that's just window dressing until we can get them saved and i'm like that seems so dirty to mm, me that's so uh, fast Yeah. Backwards. yeah, yeah. Well, and it's like it's, fast fast, <laughs> it's it's like their greatest <laughs> asset i bring so their church has about 20 to 30 members i bring in almost 160 to 200 people a day to their to like do services for them whether it's feeding them or emergency assistance or whatever and like, but that, they don't help me with that at all. Like, they do in, in, in theory, you know, <laughs> supporting me and stuff. They come in and they say, do you need anything? And I'm like, yeah, but you can't do anything for me. Because <laughs> you don't have the, the skill set that I need to do this. You know, you don't know how to use the systems so that we, those systems that we use, because you're not trained in that, because those are separate parts. So, like, yeah, you're the leader of this place, but, y- you know, any a good good men, like, good good guys, you know, but they aren't both white men. Um, <laughs> but, and they're, they have really good hearts, but they're... It's it's almost like, what people say, like, the message is getting, what is it, like, missed in the music, you know, that people would say, like, this band isn't really a Christian band. Oh, yeah. Like, the message is getting missed, is it missed in the music, what was it?
5: Oh, I heard that so much at Club 3. Um, the message is getting...
3: Lost in the music or something? Lost, or,
5: like, muddled, or, um...
1: It's like people are just shaking their heads around You can't see
0: this
1: (laughs) But it's it's like, yeah, Yeah. that sentiment of like Okay, if you're going to be a Christian band You have to have like, you know Basically the song version of an altar call Or like have the gospel
5: message When we had the Club Three Degrees tournament We had like a music tournament And one of our scorecard sheets Was on spirituality Oh yeah and oh, so, I a, so I was a So I was a judge you mostly have to because say I got Jesus
4: at least three times.
5: Free chicken oh fingers God. and I would sit upstairs and be like, like,
4: Scientology well, great, like score cards and you got to move um, up your
3: grades. I want to We got to talk about that sometime cuz I don't think Scientology is that crazy.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you, I think that,
0: that sounds like a good topic an, for another because, because Next time on the podcast, Scientology. Because Scientology it's a brand new religion, crazy, it yet.
4: seems so crazy to us. Oh, yeah. But the beliefs Everyone themselves else's religion seems crazy to everybody else. The beliefs themselves are not any crazier than any other religion. But all of the you know the scandals and everything I'm like yeah. the alien thing, though
2: that's the part that.
4: The you do like aliens?
2: The, well, where does the alien thing come into that? That's it, the piece that I'm kind of. You're kinda like. fine
4: with the the
1: Nephilim coming and taking daughters?
3: No, I'm
2: not even going the there. Old I, they, they didn't come,
1: they were just already here.
3: I'm not
2: even talking about that. I'm just, just trying to figure out where the alien. Piece <laughs> the is. aliens They're just the want us
4: people. to be cool, okay. to be enlightened, and join them in the galactic something. Okay. Can't yeah. drink the Kool Aid?
6: We're going to for aliens. A different alien. Alien. I
4: from have a book on Dianetics if you'd like to read it, actually. Oh yeah,
6: I, I have
1: an experience of like you talking about like praying that Jesus wouldn't rapture until you could have sex. I remember being young and like I know I'm probably the only teenage boy that ever you know masturbated.
5: <gasps> uh, you use the word masturbation, <laughs> but M- I remember I remember, <laughs> <come out. laughs> I remember
1: thinking, okay, I'm going to that If out. I yeah. if <laughs> please, I think please. of like this like. In my head, if I picture there is some sort of apocalypse or something, and there's only me and one woman left on the entire earth, if that's like what I am picturing in my head, then it's not a sin because then that's like the only option. (laughs) To masturbate to her? Yes, because we're trying (laughs) to repopulate the earth. So a, now, it's no, not to have sex with her. But just, well, yes, but to have sex with her to repopulate the earth. Oh, so not to oh, masturbate. Right. But it's
0: okay to masturbate to that fun. as well. To a- that, <laughs> masturbate. So, yes. So we use Sears <laughs> Man or J.C. Penny Man. Cole's. Oh,
4: oh. oh. <laughs> no truth, <toy> secret. <laughs> not at his house. This just got
1: go no, way too no. crazy.
4: Oh
2: yeah.
1: But yeah, that was my way of like because of this like whole just like oppressive evangelical like rigorous ideology, that was my twisted way in my head to justify yeah, I you mean. lust. Mm-hmm. If I can fantasize that there's this scenario that there's only one person left uh, and then it's like, okay, we have to repopulate the earth, then that's justification for a sexual fantasy. Okay.
4: So Seven was like, on your bench. <laughs> the the one last woman on earth was on your your uh, jerk bench. Yeah, <laughs> jerk bench. It's <laughs> a guy. Oh, it's okay. a guy. <laughs> jerk bench. It's not a real term.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. Tying in
1: with like, like guy. the kind of like mental acrobatics that we do right. to like fit in with this religious structure that we grow up with.
5: Yeah,
1: it's crazy. I was just
0: asking. I'm, you I'm have <laughs>
5: do you guys know what a well, jerk oh. is? <laughs>
3: the atheism as identity thing is the That's same thing so we talked earlier. Yeah, well, we already kind like of covered that. that. Christianity is more like an identity thing than a belief statement. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know anything about the Bible. Right. They yeah. know Jesus was born in a manger and died on a
4: cross. And they're yeah. like, I don't know what happened in between. And the idea is... He said some stuff on a hill. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Atheism as an identity versus as a temporal kind of state well, of I think
3: one thing that didn't come up is if we were born in a different country, it wouldn't be weird that we were all Hindu or that we were all Buddhist or yeah. like we were all Muslim. That'd you know? be normal, just like being Christians normal in America. You know? It's not weird to be a
0: Christian in America, you know? no matter how much the right says it is. <laughs> well, and I think, I think what we're finding in our... Now, all people, but I think it's... I don't know, I'm not going to say millennials because I hate that whole phrase, but I do think the younger generations are being more okay with that ambiguity of Mm. faith or whatever Mm. that faith is, whether you're like, I'm an atheist. Like, when I was growing up, it was kind of like what you were saying, like, atheist is a bad word. Those people are like, they just hate everything. They're partiers and debauchers. would statistically rather
3: have data felon than an atheist.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so... It's so crazy to hear that, and I'm glad having friends that are atheists or Christians or agnostic human. It doesn't, but your faith or your non faith doesn't make me like you any less, you know. But it almost seems like not the way, not by like my parents or anything like that, but like in the church. Because my parents always told me to include everyone and to love people, but it was like pastors in. Professors and people who are like, you need to do this, this, and this, and this is like the, the what you need to do. And so maybe part of it is breaking down that identity. What is really a Christian? What does that mean? It's it's, it's like
3: being a good friend. Like yeah, you spend time together. You're there when it matters. Um, you help each other out. You don't expect things in return. You know, like you're just genuinely like a good person. You know, like when you have a good friend, like when you have a good church, that's what it's like you know like the church you were talking about this earlier but the church community is the one thing that's super unique to Christianity like the actual the body of Christ Mm -hmm. where there are many Mm -hmm. parts but one Mm -hmm. body and so we, we have this great place where we can go where it's you know it's not just a place we go to worship and think together, but, like, you go there and you lost a job, and someone says, hey, I know someone who needs someone to work yeah. for them, or, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you guys just had a kid, you know, so, like, we'd send food home with you sometimes, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. that's you know?
5: like, l- one of the big things I miss about Christianity, maybe one of the only things I miss about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: just having that built-in safety net, that built-in social structure, and that's a beautiful thing, but I think in America we've kind of let it die and we've let it become the building so it's become instead of being esoteric it's become exoteric so it's just yeah. the building and mm-hmm. 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 so it's hard it's hard for a building to have a soul anymore tear it down from you the know? inside well I think we've exposed that because these couple of generations have said well the church has lost its heart
6: mm-hmm.
5: you
3: know? and yeah. it's become more about money and more about um, what we're going to do for our next fundraising campaign and it's like how many bells and whistles and crosses do we need to put up yeah. you know I mean, if it hasn't worked yet, <laughs> have it a rest, you know? But having a simple space where people can come together, I mean, even like this, you know, come together and yeah. share a meal yeah. and, and talk, like... This is what a lot of the church has lost <gasps> yeah. In, in yeah. pattern two and like, I always thought it was funny when we did worship songs I was like why does God like it when we sing to him Sounds weird If
0: I was God I would be creeped up by that I don't right. want all these people worshipping me And singing erotic yeah. love songs it's, yeah,
5: to me. <laughs> Lazy boy like, <laughs> All these weird sexual sayings
3: that aren't sexual Like Jesus wants to come inside of you Which sounds disgusting If you're a secular you're like
6: What? You come yeah. with your friend
5: to church, like what did I just walk into?
1: This is, are there I think, Angela. I think what you said is like a really powerful thing that a lot of like Christians and churches need to hear more. Is that like you, what you miss about Christianity in the church?
5: Right, and if and I then, were to, and then
1: it's like, okay, what should we do differently if people, you know, are leaving the faith or you know have questions or doubts? But what they miss is this. Right. Hmm. Right. Maybe that's what we should focus on doing more of instead of these other things that are the reason that people are leaving.
5: But if I feel like I if I went to a church like I would almost be like a closeted atheist. Like I'd be like, hey oh, guys, yeah. well, you know, giving thumbs up to everyone and like, yeah, let's pray. Wait, you know, did you go to church and you're not
4: closeted. Are you just gonna be constantly I feel bombarded? by
5: Bombarded people? with questions. Bombarded like, yeah. how do you live? Like, this you're you're not a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> did you just get out of jail? <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like if I just rolled into a church and was like. Hey guys, I'm not mad at you, or I don't have any ill will towards Christians, but I'm an atheist. I still feel like people would be like...
3: <gasps> it's, it's funny like, too, because now yeah. both of us have probably the most Christ-like job we've ever had. Like, Angela does all the intake for a food shelf, and so she services, like, 36 families a day that get to eat because of what she does for a mm. But mm. God
5: isn't a factor in it for me. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had said before, I think at another Sacred Collective, it's because I'm a human, yeah. and mm-hmm. I see another person in front of me right. who's a human who's hungry.
4: But if loving God so, is loving humans, maybe you're loving
5: God. Right, so, but in my terms, in God. my vocab, in my... Yeah. Life, so let's see, say I
4: can see
1: that you you don't believe that there's a god, mm-hmm. whatever. Let's say hypothetically, we're gonna I'm gonna throw out some just hypothetical scenarios. Hypothetically, God exists, right? And it's God is the God of the Bible,
5: the God of thunder. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not Thor or oh, man. Um, if that works out, but then.
3: Where Jesus says, you know, when you fed the stranger, you fed right, and well, that's God. what I said. That's, right, yeah. that's where I was going. Yeah. Where so, Jesus
1: says, you know, so he's talking you, about, you know, the faithful servant. People are saying, "Lord, Lord, we said your name, we did all yeah, these works in your name, that's or whatever," and he's like, "I don't know you. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where right. were you when I was in prison? Where were you when I was hungry? Where were you at when I didn't have clothes?" Yeah, and they're like. We didn't know that was you. Yeah, yeah. And he's <laughs> like... And it's and, and, it's and Jesus, like, I'm everybody. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is like, if you're not taking care of the people that I told you to take care of, then I don't know you. Yeah. Well, like, I- and so he doesn't say, but he doesn't say, but the people that were taking care of me, like taking care of the poor, taking care of the people in prison... I only know them if they're Christians. Like, you did <laughs> put that qualifier
5: in. Like, I mean, if right. I get to the end of my life like, and Jesus God's exists, like, well done, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that was my question. Like, no. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'll be exactly. like, sorry. I mean, I hopefully God can see my journey of, you know, I went from this to this and then all this traumatic stuff happen and I'll be the first to tell you that I'm probably an atheist because I had traumatic experiences with the church with my brother with Mm -hmm. some ex-boyfriends and like you know right and I mean I'm I'll be the first to say, because people... I'm sure if I went to a church, they'd be like, Now, why did you choose to be this horrible, wretched thing? <laughs> and Why did you uh, choose to be a witch? Yeah, right. <laughs> and i will be like, Cause I had personal trauma with the church. like, And I mean, if that... Maybe later in life, it'll swing back around, and I'll reclaim my faith. Fine. I mean, I'm not... But right now, that's not where I'm at.
1: So, yeah. but yeah... yeah. I think that sounds like a reasonable smart position. Absolutely. Because I think a lot yeah. of a lot of like fundamental Christians are like every single person who's not like me hates God and like wants everyone to go to Must hell but no. doesn't believe in hell. like yeah, and puppies. Like I, I went to um, I had an, ex- an experience recently where I went to, with someone to a very fundamentalist church Woo. and like I when I go home with my family and go to the church that I grew up at it's like I've got issue, like issues with like what I call corporate Christianity of like mm-hmm. America where they've got like a coffee shop in the lobby Yeah, like like I don't I think Jesus did something about people selling stuff in the temple but whatever
5: yeah um (laughs) angry metal Jesus over the coffee shop right but he turns on some slag I I went to this (laughs) like crazy (laughs) fundamental (laughs) church where
1: no joke the pastor was saying stuff like well I don't want to get political but (laughs) the liberals, blah, 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 blah. Or like, I don't want to speak for everyone but the Methodists and the
5: Episcopalians
1: and right. these people and wow. the Catholics. So like everyone hates Jesus because like, and I was like... God. What? I don't mean to
5: generalize,
1: the but here's a vast generalization. Yeah. And it it was like, it was crazy because I've never been to a church that that, that is that... Far on the fundamentalist side of the spectrum. But it was, I think it was a really good experience because it was like, okay, so my parents' church, which I have, you know, differing beliefs with, really isn't that bad. And like, these other people aren't that bad. It's like these crazies over here on the far right that are like really not spouting Jesus like rhetoric that's scary and that experience was like yeah I if that was my like upbringing I could totally see myself being like uh uh rejecting that and identifying as an atheist
2: Mm.
1: and so it was a really good just like thing to put stuff into perspective
4: yeah so we're a little bit over an hour
0: (laughs) good time to wrap it up we have a baby to put to sleep baby to put to sleep any final thoughts, Brian? No, I, I think this is an awesome conversation. Uh, I think this is why we have the Sacred Collective to have, I don't know, thought provoking or just, I'm not even thought provoking, but just open, honest mm-hmm. conversation, you know, including everyone, having everyone's voice be heard. And I think this is what is just, not regardless of Christianity, atheism, whatever, but it's just, this thinks this is what. Makes humanity better is when we can sit down and talk about similarities, differences, or just life. Um, It's one of the reasons I wanted to start it, Amanda wanted to start it, and I'm glad that everyone who wants to be here is here. Cool. So until until next time. Uh, Hey,
4: Jay. Yeah. Will you say roll theme music? Roll theme music.